Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. I'm Bobby Darren here with 24-7 Sports and ScarletNation.com. Uh, we're here to talk Rutgers football, a lot going on. Spring practice just concluded. Uh, the annual Scarlet White spring game wrapped up 15 spring practices. Uh, it was fourth time go, the fourth time for Greg Schiano going around in his second stint at Rutgers. So we're going to talk a lot of Rutgers football and try and sort some stuff out. Uh, to help me is uh, our newest staff writer, Chris Sikonis uh, comes to us with an impressive resume of Rutgers background. Chris, welcome, welcome aboard and uh, say hello. Well, Bobby, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Okay, Chris was, you know, we were at the game and and the conditions really weren't or the spring game. Uh, the conditions really weren't suitable for a, for an offensive explosion. Uh, in terms of throwing the football, you know, even when we went down on the field there, you could feel the wind going and the and the rain coming down sideways. And, and um, you know, it was unfortunate because that's a day where fans really get to come out and enjoy the, the, the atmosphere, you know, get, get a look at the team, who can do what. And unfortunately, you know, the weather was not conducive to, to what would one would hope for for a spring game but um you know you got to see some guys in action and and i know you had some guys that caught your eye on the day um uh you know who was out there that that really snared your attention yeah bobby i think i have to start as i had mentioned in my article with the running backs i thought both al shadi salam and aaron young were both pretty impressive when they carried the football uh they were both efficient at about four yards per carry uh was the final stat for them and they just looked pretty poised. They looked composed. They were finding gaps. They were running through them. Um, you know, a couple of them broke out some decent sized runs. And, you know, and, and I think I largely expected that coming in because they were the positional group on that offense that was returning so much production and returning, you know, a lot of guys that can explode. And oh, by the way, you know, the one that really broke out last year before he unfortunately got hurt, Sam Brown not even playing. So the fact that you've got a couple options there, I think if you're a Rutgers fan, you have to feel pretty good about that. Um, and of course, there's only so much you can take out of a spring game. But from what we saw last Saturday, I thought that they looked pretty good. You know, it's a deep room all of a sudden. Now you mentioned Sam Brown. A lot of questions that we get are about his health. And, you know, he, he, he should be a full go by, by the time, even before uh, summer camp starts. But, you, you know, Chris, you're not going to risk any injury, especially with a running back, uh, needlessly. So I, I don't expect him to be touched much at all in the summer. And um, I think, you know, he's going to be the guy. But you have Aaron Young back. And, you know, Aaron Young, when he when he came up, he, he thought of him as a third down back, you know, coming out of, of high school as a, as a highly acclaimed recruit. I mean, he was former Michigan State commit. That's what a lot of people saw in him. But as you saw, you know, he's pretty rocked up and, and he can go between the tackles. He's not just a path catching guy. And I think that could be a nice one two punch. And you mentioned Al Shadi Salam. A lot of people don't know last year he was dealing with a hand injury all season. It kind of limited him after that first game when, when you saw him really break out and, and have those two big runs at the end of the Boston College game, a 22 and 23 yard run, you know, the, the second of which was the winning touchdown. Uh, he's, wow, man, this is guy's really for something special and something, you know, kind of slowed down. But I think that's kind of a little story behind that. But, you know, you were at practices and stuff too, Chris. I, I think the outlook is more positive this season um, moving forward. You know, Gavin Wimsett's more comfortable. W would you agree that, you know, that there's some, there's some hope for this team offensively? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, you know, a lot of people, obviously you're just 
for the fans, they just see the spring game and the spring game, I'd argue with the quarterbacks doesn't really tell the whole story. Cause as you mentioned in the open, Bobby, the weather was so not pass friendly. Um, you know, I think I, I joked to you in the press box before the game, I said, we can see the rain from the press box. When you can see the rain moving across the field, it's usually not going to be a good day for the quarterback. So I, I really think people shouldn't look too, too much into that. But look, Gavin Wimsett's had a full off season or, or is having a full off season rather to implement a new offense under Kirk Chiraca. Um, you know, he's getting more comfortable just with the pace of college football. Things are starting to slow down for him. We know he has the physical talent to be very successful uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, so now it's just a question of putting all those tools together. And I, I do think that we're going to see him take some big strides this year. I really do. Um, and, and I think, you know, this is an offense with some unique weapons. I think, you know, if the running back room stays healthy, you've got, as you mentioned, Bobby, guys that have a lot of different skill sets. So you've got guys like Sam Brown that can, you know, run through people. You've got guys like Avery Young who, you know, are versatile, but they can also pass, catch it, catch passes rather, um, and, and do stuff like that. al Salam, another change of pace. Um, and that helps the quarterbacks because it puts them in more manageable situations. You know, it's a lot easier to get a conversion on third and three than third and 10. Um, not that I'm telling you anything you don't already know, but you know, that, that's the kind of thing that can help. Um, so I think, I think it's an intriguing offense. I think it's got, um, a few different weapons. Um, I think the big question mark is really, you know, what does the receiver room look like? We got some insight into that, uh, during the spring game, but I still think, um, there, there are a lot of reps to be had for these guys. And, you know, when you talk about receiver, you don't have Nassim Brantley, who was the one uh, wide receiver transfer. He had an injury coming in that the staff knew about. He wasn't going to be available for the spring, but he'll be good for summer. Um, Chris Long was was out for the spring, just having some something cleaned up, which is customary in the offseason for guys to do. Um, he'll be back in the summer. Um, you know, a guy, young guy like Ian Strong is a guy to look out for at the wide receiver position. And I think, Chris, they're going to get some more. Um, they're going to get another guy in the portal at the wide receiver position. So you could have, you know, half of your two deep, not even on the field for the spring game. So that could, you know, look like it, you know, it could be an upgrade in that regard to, to what we've seen in the spring. So uh, still waiting for a guy to emerge. But, you know, uh, another thing, it's going to be a big deal as every year. I feel like we've had this conversation for as long as I can remember. Um the offensive line. I mean, you know, uh, is this line really going to uh, come alive? You know, Pat Flaherty is there now, has the NFL resume, um, has the experience, has the proven success. I mean, you know, is, is this group going to finally take a step forward? Yeah, I think that's really the big question on the offensive line is, you know, what kind of a step are they going to take forward? Um, there's been a lot invested in that position in terms of recruiting and development over the last couple of years with this program. And, you know, it's the old cliche, but it's true um, when you're really trying to build up a football program, especially in a conference like the Big Ten, um, the offensive line is usually the last one to really mature because you're not even if you get a highly ranked guy, you know, he's not going to be starting as a freshman unless he's a total freak of nature. Um, these are guys that usually take a couple years to um, do something and really develop. And I think that this could be a year where we see guys start to break through. I think, you know, there are obviously a lot of question marks and it's too early to say for sure, but I do think the potential is there for a step up. And, you know, when you have a guy like Pat Flaherty as your offensive line coach, you know, that that's certainly a big boost because it's not very often you get a guy with that pedigree uh, in your building and in your locker room. And Rutgers has that. 
And, you know, you mentioned some of those younger guys, you know, you're seeing a guy like Tyler Needham start to take over, you know, playing first team reps at, at right tackle and Kobe Asamoah in his second year, you know, is going to be part of that interior. Mike Chifone is starting to really develop a guy who hasn't had a lot of experience on, on the offensive line. So you're starting to see it. Jacob Allen is a guy that, that a lot of fans ask about, you know, came in as a highly touted four star, but just been dealing with injuries, you know, as a knee injury, but you know, from everything I'm told, he's attacking that with vigor and um, to the point where he really wants to get back for, for camp. So we'll really get a, a, a good look at him in the summer. If everything goes according to plan and see where he is really in his development, because um, a lot of talent, but has been, you know, hampered by injury. So that's also another position, Chris, I could see them, grabbing another lineman in the portal um the portal just closed so the only people that can go in now are, are grad transfers um but i think you'll start to see some of them and and you know Rutgers is going to do its due diligence and, and really you know look for that guy who can really help them and um you know if they can grab another offensive lineman that'll just be a big bonus you know heading in there but um you know switching gears a little bit uh let's talk about the defense um you know, this is a unit that, that kind of carried the team. Um, you've been to practices, you know, I, I mean, can we expect a better unit this season than what we saw last year? I really do think that we've got a good chance of that. I mean, when you look at the defense here, you've got, in my opinion, two position groups that really stand out. You've got the defensive line, which you know took a big step last year and is returning pretty much everybody that contributed on that unit last year. Um, so I do think the pass rush and I think the the nose tackles are both going to be areas where I think Rutgers is going to thrive. And then look at the secondary. You've got, you know, two really good corners in Max Melton and Robert Longerbeam, uh, among others. But those two names, I think, really stand out as guys that are going to take another step forward. Guys that, you know, if things go to plan are going to be spearheading that Rutgers pass defense. Um, and, and these are guys that can really go against a lot of the better receivers in the big 10 and, you know, really lock them down. So I, I think those two groups are going to be the key. Um, and then the linebackers are a little bit more of a question mark. There isn't as much returning production, relatively speaking. Um, but, you know, you've got guys coming back. You've got guys like, you know, Moses Walker, uh, Motore, who we're not really sure how the staff is going to use them. He might be more of a linebacker, might be more of a defensive uh, tackle. Uh, we're going to sort of see how that goes and, you know, could be a little bit of both. Um, so there are question marks there. But, you know, I, I think this defense, when you're returning a lot of talent and you took a big step last year, got to be feeling pretty good about that if you're Rutgers. Well, you know, I, I think the linebacker is going to be a strength. I mean, you know, you got Deion Jennings led the team in tackles and really had a breakout year. He's back, and I think he'll be even better. He had a really good spring. Tyreen Powell is a guy that he's going to be drafted. It's just a question of where. I mean, you don't get six foot five guys like that that move so well, you know what I mean? And he, I think he's even stronger this year. I, every time I talk to him, I say, you get taller, or maybe I'm getting shorter. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so he's he's a guy that I mean he just he, he, you don't see guys like that every day playing the linebacker position and, and Moses Walker is a guy that just got that it factor. He is just a football player in every sense of the word. He's tenacious, he's tough, he's quick. I mean, that's another guy that I think is going to be a pro. Um I think they'll find a way to use him and you know, going back to Shiano's first stint, um it reminds me of when he had Steve Baharness here. He he worked him in in certain situations in the beginning of the season, by the end of the season, he was starting. I don't know if that'll be the case for Moses because Rutgers runs a two linebacker set, 
most of the time. But, you know, if there's if there's a chance to go three linebackers against a run heavy team, you know, I think you're going to see Moses show up. And, and Mo Torre is, just looks like a freak of nature, too. I mean, this guy hurt his knee last year. So what did he do? He could work out every other part of his body that he could. And he is just I mean, he he looks the part. And, um, you know, I've known Mo since he was in high school and, and uh, just just a great kid, hard worker, relentless. And I, I think he's going to have a really big season. It'll be interesting, like you said, how they use him. You know, he could drop back at the linebacker pass rush. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's really uh, unique in that Joe Harris-Simiak is going to have a lot of options on how he uses guys. So um, I think we'll see a lot from from Mo this year. And, and you mentioned the defensive line. It's probably the, that and running back might be, in my opinion, the biggest strengths of the team. Keontae Hamilton's another guy who's going to be a pro. Now he's in the 290s. I think you'll really see a difference with him. Aaron Lewis is a guy, uh, you know, should have another big year. Wesley Bailey, the same thing. And um, you mentioned the secondary. Another guy who's kind of, uh, you know, come in and, and really adjusted well is Eric Rogers at the cornerback position. I think he's really going to going to uh, have a decent career at Rutgers. And, and he's a guy that, to look out for, as well as Flip Dixon at safety. Um, you know, he started at Minnesota before, you know, he's a guy that, um, you know, for whatever reason, he was passed over over there and wasn't happy about it. And and uh, he looks to part as well. So I think I think they could really be good at the safety position this year. And uh, I think that defense is really going to be good. Um, you know, and special teams still kind of up in the air with the, you know, you, you don't have Adam Corsack anymore. And, and we'll see what Flynn Appleby could do. But those are big shoes to fill, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Appleby, I think, is going to be one of the more interesting things as far as special teams concerned in terms of just how he grows and develops. And, um, you know, it, it, as you said, very hard to fill in Adam Corsack's shoes. I don't necessarily think that Flynn Appleby will be able to do that right off the get go. And that's not a knock on him. It's just, you know, Adam Corsack was really good. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be something to watch uh, as, as things go. But to get back to your point on the defense, I, I, I think that this is the most encouraged Rutgers fans should be about uh, defense in really a long time. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I wasn't fully expecting them to take the step that they did last year. So it was encouraging mm-hmm. to see them do that. And they returned so many guys. And, and this is no small thing either. Uh, they're bringing back Harrisimiak. They've got the same defensive coordinator there again. That consistency also helps as you're trying to grow and develop in the offseason. Uh, so I, I think all of those factors combine. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot of good things out of this Rutgers defense. And, you know, if Rutgers is going to take a step forward in terms of wins and losses, uh, that defense is going to be a big driving factor, I think. Uh, so it'll definitely be an important uh, side of the ball for sure. And, you know, they lose uh, Efine Major in, in defensive tackle, who actually just signed an NFL contract uh, the other day. Um, but you plug in Isaiah Iton, who's who's a bigger guy. I mean, this is a big body that they're going to have in there if, uh, coming in as a transfer from Ole Miss. He, you know, is not enrolled yet, um, won't be able to practice until, um, you know, in, in the summer. But he's a guy that could be an upgrade. You look at the safety position. I mentioned Flip Dixon could be an upgrade for Avery Young. Uh, Shaquan Loyal is going to step in for Christian Izian. And, you know, that one could also be an upgrade. I mean, you saw what he did in in you know, split reps last year and more limited time. He basically won that Temple game with that uh, batted pass and return interception for a touchdown. But um, you don't really lose a lot and you're retooling. You're not 
you know, uh, one of these teams, when you lose guys, oh, what are we going to do? They're plugging guys right in who can pick right up where they left off. And uh, before, you know, we kind of wind it down, I wanted to mention special teams. Uh, you talked about Flynn Appleby, but uh, the kicking competition is something to watch. Really good spring from Jay Patel and Jude McAdamy. McAdamy? I, I can never say his name. I'm sorry. McAdamy. McNatamney, there you go. You know, that's 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 a Philly accent coming out of me. I apologize. Um, but Jude is, you know, he's got a big leg, and Jay is really coming on too. You know, he was a kid who, um, you know, had a really good high school career, and you know, had a had a collapsed lung. You know, his senior year of high school, and you know, had to work back to to get stronger and whatnot. And he's really developing nicely. So there's a really nice competition between those two guys, and um. You know, it, it's there's a, there's a lot of hope. You know, looking looking ahead. So, uh, um, before we go, Chris, I wanted to to take a minute to, you know, introduce you more in, in extensively to our listeners, our readers. Um, you know, Chris comes to us now as a full time staff member on ScarletNation.com. So, please just tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to to work with us. Sure. So I. I've been around Rutgers athletics for a good amount of time, not as long as you, Bobby, of course, but uh, started as a student, started as a student journalist um, as a freshman back in 2018 at WRSU and also the Daily Targum. Uh, you know, so I was around Rutgers for four years there. I was a sports director at WRSU junior senior year. I got to call a lot of big moments, uh, NCAA tournaments uh, for men's basketball, uh, you know, football. I was at the Gator Bowl in 2021. Uh, got to be a part of you know, so many big moments for both of those programs and also uh, for some of the uh, other sports. You know, women's soccer made the College Cup. Men's lacrosse made the Final Four last year. I got to be at both of those. So, um, you know, I, I've been around Rutgers a bit doing some play-by-play uh, as well. Um, so, th- so that's really my background as far as Rutgers is concerned. I also do some stuff with uh, New York City FC as a uh, radio studio host. So I do some stuff with them. And I've been covering some high school stuff down in uh, Central Jersey with Central Jersey Sports Radio. I'm actually getting ready to do a baseball game tonight. So um, sort of all over the place, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, so that's really my background. I've been around Rutgers for, you know, a, a good amount of time. I feel pretty familiar with the scenery, as you might expect, being an alum. Um, and, and I'm excited to be back here. I'm excited to be back, you know, covering my alma mater. Um, excited to be around these athletes, be around you know, what Greg Schiano and Steve Peichel are working to continue to build and develop here. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how things play out this season and going forward. Thank you, Chris. We're glad to have you. And uh, thanks for joining us today. And and thank you for listening. And you can interact with myself and Chris on our VIP message board, the roundtable on scarletnation.com. We have things going 24-7 every day, literally. That's that's not just the name of the company. 24-7 we're going with with VIP scoops, with VIP news. You get to interact with Brian Doan as well, who's probably the most tied in recruiting analyst in the country. Um, it, it's just a nonstop flurry of action, and it's really going to heat up now in May, June, July. It, it, this is the time to be with us. We're going to hit you with a relentless amount of content. You're not going to get any work done any day of the week. So uh, um, for, for Chris Deconis, Bobby Darrett here at Scarlet Nation, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. 